This story is a study of contrasts. The infant Jesus with the aged prophets. The joy of birth with the ominous words of Simeon to Mary. The faithful fulfilling the law with the presentation of the one who will release its hold over us. Through it all, we see the light of God's salvation revealed to the world. The Holy Gospel according to Luke, the second chapter. Glory Glory to you, O Lord. When the time came for their purification, according to the law of Moses, they brought Jesus up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male shall be designated as holy to the Lord. And they offered a sacrifice according to what is stated in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was righteous and devout, looking forward to the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit rested on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Guided by the Spirit, Simeon came into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child, Jesus, to do for him what was customary under the law, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Master, now you are dismissing your servant in peace, according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation which you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. And the child's father and mother were amazed at what was being said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to his mother Mary, This child is destined for the falling and the rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be opposed so that the inner thoughts of many will be revealed and a sword will pierce your own soul too. There was also a prophet, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was of a great age, having lived with her husband seven years after her marriage, then as a widow to the age of 84. She never left the temple but worshipped there with fasting and prayer night and day. At that moment she came and began to praise God and to speak about the child to all who were looking for the redemption of Jerusalem. When they had finished everything required by the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee to their own town of Nazareth. The child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favor of God was upon him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, O Christ. I invite you to be seated. Let us pray. 
Gracious God, take my lips and speak through them. Take our minds and think through them. And take our hearts and set the fire of the Holy Spirit in them. Amen. Recently, we probably all have heard about the gift of life that Landon, a local sixth grader, received through his heart transplant. This has brought forth some strong memories in my own life from about 13 years ago, when a little one-year-old at the church that I attended received the gift of life through a liver transplant. The parents received the phone call a New Year's Eve night. Still so very vivid in my mind. I'm happy to report that she is a vibrant 15-year-old, and the time following the transplant was filled with challenges, its ups and downs for the family, just like it is for all of us. A sign of new life, restored life, this gift of fragile life permeates how they looked at the life of their daughter and probably how Landon's parents are too. Just like this gift of life, do we not also celebrate the new life, the restored life, the gift of life that we, as the body of Christ, have experienced in this past years? I think it is kind of like getting a transplant for us. A gift, an infusion of newness, a whole new sense of hope and that dying will not have power over us, that sin and brokenness will be removed as the new life of Christ has been implanted in us over and over and over again. Oh, it is not that we don't have our own challenges, our ups and downs, our tough times, but I am so thankful that the new life we experience, life transplanted in us, permeates everything we do, even in the tough times. I am so in awe of how it puts everything else into proper context, changes how we look at life. And so today, on this day, when we look back at the past year and look forward at the coming year through our annual meeting, we once again, as God's people, are reminded on how to celebrate how we have been blessed this past year and how God is ever-present in the time to come with new life in store for us. In our gospel lesson, we have heard how Simeon, this man of God, was blessed by new life. We hear how Simeon had waited for the consolation, the restoration of Israel to come, for the promise of a Savior to come, for a life-giving transplant to arrive from heaven to earth. You see, as he went about his daily routine, his work, his family, his ups and downs, Simeon also spent his days hoping for this gift of new life. And then one day, 
in the midst of his routine, right in the midst of his daily goings-on, something happened to change everything. Can you imagine receiving a life-giving and life-transforming telephone call that says, we have a heart, or we have a liver. The joy and hope that must be wrapped up in the understanding that someone's life is ending. And Simeon, Simeon must have felt the same way. All of a sudden, in the midst of his daily routine, new life presented itself. The long-awaited transplant from heaven to earth was ready and waiting. The hoping that has shaped Simeon, Simeon's life was now about to become reality, suddenly appearing before him, now available to make his own life complete. And yet... The wait that was coming to end meant that Simeon now could see his own death. I do not think that Simeon came to the temple that day really expecting an encounter with this miracle, to have a divine transplant ready, so to speak. I think Simeon simply lived each day hopeful with an attitude that would be open to the coming of new life. I think Simeon simply lived each day with a spirit that would say, I am ready to see God's salvation. It doesn't mean that he was probably happy every day that he never had down times. He was human, but he was faithful which means he lived with hope that one day he would encounter and see and know God's salvation. And that's why his praise to God, his hymn of faith is so profound. I have lived for this, Simeon says, and now my life is complete. Now I can go in peace. Now I can even die in peace. For my eyes have seen the salvation, the salvation transplanted from heaven to earth, life made new. That's our claim too, you know. That we live in hope going through our daily lives, laughing, crying, goofing up, hurting, enjoying, whatever. But we live through it all with hope and the promise of new life that this heavenly transplant comes to each of us in different ways at different times. We might find ourselves being guided like Simeon by the Holy Spirit, where we suddenly are confronted with the announcement for us of the Lord's salvation, where we see with our own eyes the reality of God with us, Emmanuel, and we reach out and take this gift of life in our, harm, in our arms and hold it to our bosoms. What if Simeon had not gone to the temple that day, decided to skip it, was too tired, was overwhelmed by other things? Or what if Simeon had gone but was so distracted by life, 
What if he had been too absorbed in everything else and walked right by this couple with the young baby? What if he had not seen and taken in the gift? Well, he still would have had hope, I suppose. The hope he lived with, but he would have missed that opportunity to hold it in his arms and to sing praises to God for this new life. To have that aha epiphany moment. The heavenly transplant was there waiting to be held in his arms, ready to be implanted deep into our heart of hearts. And you and me with that hope too, the awaiting fulfillment. My prayer for this new year in ministry and mission together is that we, each of us, may we go about our daily lives with hope open to the breaking through of Jesus the Savior right there before us, always ready to embrace new life. For here's the deal. The offer of new life was made possible through the life and the dying of another. That's right. Someone had to die in order to implant a new, clean, sin-free, working spirit of new life within us. Just as a transplant recipient's new life is made possible through the dying of another, suffering and death gives way to new life. Whether that is the death of one's physical being, a ministry that has served its life, an old, unhelpful, or detrimental habit, death can give way to new life. Have you ever considered the awesomeness of God that way? The giving and loving of God, yet the grief, the sorrow of God at the death of God's very own Son. So that you, so that we, might have new life, life from death. Yes, indeed, we can only marvel at what was given up to save another. We stand in awe on this, the presentation of our Lord's Sunday and our annual meeting Sunday to think that how God, think about how God has transplanted God's very self into the world to bring life, that life We've been given, that has been given to us, is revealed and fulfilled in the dying and the rising of Jesus. Is this not what the whole presentation of the Lord at the temple was all about? To point us to God's grace, to give thanks to God for the real presence of Christ among us. I do not know where or how you will see Jesus in the days to come, in this year to come, I do not know when or how you will get to hold Jesus in your arms like Simeon and the wonderment of God's transplanted presence may come with new visions and new ministry opportunities, but more likely, it's going to be a surprise. We're led by the Holy Spirit. We will be offered a chance to hold in our arms the life of Christ. And it is my prayer that each of us and all of us together as the body of Christ will live into all the days to come with the hope of embracing the Savior, of receiving the transplanted heart of God, Jesus Christ's gift to the world.
Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Gracious God, your son Christ was given to us as a child to be transplanted deeply in our hearts. Guide our ministries here and around the globe in ways that are filled with the same wisdom and favor given to Christ. Amen.